Welcome to the Hurricane Labs podcast. I'm Heather, and today we're going to talk about the cybersecurity issues related to the Russia-Ukraine conflict. Now, as you are all likely aware, Wednesday evening, Russian forces began their invasion of Ukraine, and the physical attacks have been paired with a range of cyber attacks. Here to help discuss the implications of this conflict for the cybersecurity community, we have our Director of Security Operations, Josh Silvestro, and our Director of Splunk Operations, Steve McMaster. Guys, thank you a a whole bunch for taking the time on such short notice to join me today. I do really appreciate it. Of course, you're welcome. Yeah, happy to be here. So first things first, what sort of cyber attacks are being reported as being used against uh, Ukraine? What's being seen? Well, so far, everyone's been reporting um, that it's really been an ongoing malware campaign over the past couple of weeks or potentially even months. You know, in short, Russia has been distributing malware that uh, is being referred to as a wiper and, and, and wiping data from PCs, making them unusable. Um, you know, there's obviously the, the always common barrage of attacks, things that everyone sees across any, any country or organization. But currently, the, again, the biggest reported thing is the malware distribution. And I think something that's important to keep in mind as we talk about this too is that uh, you know any any attacks that we see, uh, especially coming from from Russia towards Ukraine, are uh, they're going to be this is this is not new for Russia. Russia has has clearly been planning this for a while, and so there there are likely to be a lot of situations where you know the the attack actually started a while ago, and uh, Russia is just going to start taking advantage of of the the foothold that they've already built and just kind of kept quiet. And that's where we're seeing the term dwell time, right? That this malware or or the compromises necessary for these attacks have been in place for some time. Correct. And another thing too to keep in mind is is there will also be a lot of misattribution over the, you know, the coming weeks and months of of attacks that that may affect Ukraine, but they they also may not actually be part of this part of this wave too. So um, as as we keep talking about that, I think that's important to keep in mind. But I think what what the the biggest thing we're going to start seeing is um, you know higher visibility attacks, higher higher um, higher value targets uh, are are going to start popping up. And again, those may be things that that have been compromised for a long time, but but now is the time to start taking advantage of that foothold. Like attacking things like critical infrastructure, right? Like they're not just willing nilly attacking random things. Like they are going after specific things like telecommunications. Correct, and I think, but the other thing, um, you know, you're, no, you're never going to go directly after uh, critical infrastructure either. So, smaller, smaller businesses, smaller targets uh, within Ukraine and, and in other areas too. But um, for now, you know, especially in Ukraine, are going to be you know jumping off points for attacks against critical infrastructure. So, so while, while critical infrastructure is the primary target um, or one of the primary targets. The, the smaller places are going to be more like collateral damage as, um, again, as, as jumping off points for those bigger attacks. So what more specifically are we seeing as far as how they're attacking? Yeah, so one of the things that's actually really interesting, um, you know, malware is ever evolving and changing. And, you know, for the long, long time now, it feels like forever, ransomware has been the big thing where they're actually encrypting drives and, and holding your data ransom, or, you know, in this type of situation could even just render your computer useless. But that takes time. What's really interesting is they're using, uh, you know, this malware wiper. Uh, they're actually using a legitimate software called EASUS, E-A-S-E-U-S, um, Partition Manager, which anyone that's ever done any kind of IT administration has probably heard of or used. Uh, at its core, it's a legitimate software. Um, it's, it's popular. They're actually using that to just wipe um, a few bytes of the master boot record. You know, the thing that tells um, Windows, for example, how to start and what to do when it starts. So, 
uh, it's very quick and very effective. You're just wiping, I think I'd seen about 500 bytes, which is, you know, smaller than the average photo on your phone uh, and then shutting the computer down. So then when, you know, whoever goes to reboot it or turn it back on, uh, it just can't boot, which is, you know, really fast, really effective. You know, there are ways to repair that and fix that, but, you know, in time sensitive situations such as wartime, that's obviously a, a potentially critical situation if you can't essentially boot your computer to do uh, communications, take actions, coordinate things. The other thing I'd seen as well is that, uh, you know, kind of in relation to how long have they been there or, you know, uh, what have they compromised? I saw that um, it looks like they'd tied back a, a intrusion going back a while to a Windows domain controller and then use that to essentially distribute malware throughout the network. Uh, you know, if your domain controller is compromised, um, that's kind of every admin's fear because that is where all the computers check in. That's where user accounts are created, permissions are set. Uh, it really controls most of your, um, it actually controls all of your Windows domain uh, for the most part. So it looks like that was compromised, which is, is a big win for uh, any hacker and then use that to kind of push malware to, to key machines. So as far as U.S. businesses go, how concerned about cyber attacks should we be and who is currently most likely to be at risk? That's actually it's a good question. Anytime anything, even outside of what's going on in Ukraine, um, any big world events happen, you know, obviously everyone's immediately concerned about are they a target? And right now, I mean, the, the truth is for the purpose of what Russia is trying to accomplish, Ukraine is the target. But malware tends to some extent do its own thing, right? When, when malware is written, the general purpose is to spread, um, cause damage, and keep spreading, cause more damage. So at this point, it uh, doesn't look like any anyone's reporting seeing any types of that wiper malware really outside of the general Ukraine region. That being said, um, you know if it starts to spread through um, other connected networks, or uh, they even talked about you know if additional troops from other countries kind of came in connected to the network to provide support for Ukraine, it could spread that way. Um, so it's possible at some point that malware Wiper kind of works its way back to um, other parts of the U.S., uh, you know, not necessarily intentionally, but just by the nature of how malware tends to um, replicate and distribute. Uh, that being said, typically when these things happen, the biggest uh, corporations you see under attack are, you know, the energy, um, pipeline, stuff like that. Anyone providing core resources to any country uh, would really be the bigger targets because something like that could be crippling. I think in addition to that, um, you know, just like we talked about uh, a minute ago about uh, smaller smaller value targets in Ukraine, uh, there's definitely the potential for s- smaller value U.S. business targets as well. Um, again, just as as kind of a, a launching off point, but um, in, in many of those cases, again, I would I would think that um, you know we should keep in mind that some of these compromises could be could be months or even years old at this point, and they're going to be taken advantage of now rather than uh, rather than new compromises just as, as uh, again, launching off points to the bigger, bigger targets. But I do think that um, for the, for the specialized uh, advanced APT kinds of um, kinds of threats, it is the bigger businesses that are, are more at risk, especially as, you know, as, as the, the, the cyber engagement, so to speak, moves from, from just targeting Ukraine to targeting, you know, anybody who stepped in to, to, on the side of Ukraine um, in the conflict, um, I would expect to that you know that to start spilling over not just as collateral damage at that point, but um, as retaliation for for uh, the the support being shown to Ukraine. 
What sort of things are we doing here at Hurricane Labs and what sort of things can security teams in general do as this situation continues to develop? Yeah, so currently at this point, um, really the, the best course of action is, uh, you know, in relation to the malware dropper um, or wiper, uh, making sure that your AV products and everything are up to date, you know, checking with your vendors to see what kind of detections um, or preventions they have in the product already available to help with that. Uh, you know, as some additional um, IOCs or indicators or compromise become public knowledge, uh, we regularly add those to our threat list. So that way, you know, if, if those IOCs are seen in network logs, we can kind of hopefully get an early indicator that something malicious might be happening and then we can alert on it and, and help our clients take action. The truth is, though, in these situations, you know, the best defense is a good offense. You know, when we build use cases and, and get clients implemented within our SOC here, uh, we have a variety of use cases that we roll out as best practice, um, things to look for vulnerability scanning, uh, pivoting between systems, uh, repeat failed logins, just trying to look for any potential signs that something malicious is happening um, in or against your network. And, and truthfully, those are still really a good source of detections. You know, I know it's not specific to seeing something that you can immediately say, oh, that's Russia, uh, but in, in cases where there's advanced APTs and stuff, those can be tricky, but uh, in compromised networks, um, when there's you know a review down the road of what exactly happened, you typically see a lot of the same tactics and techniques used, uh, which is why here when we do use cases, we map them all back to the MITRE TAC framework, just to make sure that you know we're, we're mapping to real world use cases um, and actual threats that have been seen out in the wild. And I think that's a good point that, uh, especially if you're if you're not one of the the bigger targets, if you are a um, smaller, even medium-sized business, um, not, again, likely to be in the category of a, a place that's going to be a jumping-off point for a bigger attack. I think the best thing you can do is, is really focus on the basics. You know, the, the more, more you're focused on best practice, good hygiene, the, the, the better off you're going to be preventing yourself from being compromised, being used as a launching-off point, and also being uh, the target of, of ransomware or wiper attacks. Are there any key resources that you would recommend people check out for more information? Yeah, uh, so for some additional resources, uh, CISA is always a good um, reference. If you're not, you should get signed up for their newsletter so you can get up-to-date uh, information, not just about the Russia-Ukraine attacks, but as things like Log4j and other big uh, cyber attacks are underway, they're really prompt about sending out alerts and kind of keeping everyone up-to-date on what's happening as well as what to look for. Uh, Symantec also had a blog post about the disk wiping attacks um, that happened right before the Russian invasion, um, as well as uh, we've sent out an advisory. Um, and as anything additional develops or uh, there's additional details we can share, we'll post those on the Hurricane Labs blog. All right. Well, again, thank you both for taking the time today. Uh, I know this was obviously by necessity, super short notice. So I appreciate you setting some time aside this morning. Yeah, you're welcome. Happy to help. Absolutely. And that's all for now. For more information, do be sure to check out our links. And again, we will be keeping an eye out as things continue to develop and if warranted, we will release an update to this series. Until next time, stay safe. <laughs>